welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been that type of season for Manchester United, so this is why I have to come in, uh, in my hoodie, you know. This this type of season. This has been Manchester United's worst season in Premier League history. Uh, so there's there's no uh, that's why I have to cover my face and hide my face, just my eyes. Uh, so this is this is still Ayo, or maybe it's not Ayo. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, so before we go in, before we dive in, yes, today is going to be a, a long one. Before we dive in, uh, if you're watching this, like, share, subscribe if you like it. Uh, you can follow us on all our socials on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts for the audio version, and also on Twitter. Um, okay. Let's dive right in. We're going to start. Let me introduce the guest. I think I'll go clockwise. Coach Yemi. Thanks for joining us. How, how's it going? Yemi, thank you for having us. I, oh, so you have not coached Yemi? Okay. I'm not. Uh, come on. We have coaches here. Chuki, Buchi, they are the coaches. Okay. I'm just here for <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, he's also a truck driver, just so you guys know. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Josh is next. Uh, he's also, also winner of our Champions League bracket. Yeah, he won the Champions League bracket. So, yes, he gets a $100 gift back. Gift card. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. And, yeah, I like you like you kind of um, said it, it's been a long season for us, and we're just happy to – the season is over and we can look forward to the next season. But I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Okay. Uh, next is your favorite – Rant man, he had to stop ranting because he doesn't <laughs> anymore. Oga Kwame. Always, always good to be here. You know, I'm very happy. If you don't play, you don't lose. So uh in the last few weeks, <laughs> I have had no reason to cry. So right, I'm good. Okay, okay. Daily Monks on Chuki. Uh thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Always uh this is exactly why I'd like I like to be just you know in the midst of my my community. Which is all of you guys. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for joining us. And also Zaza, also part of the Footy Fantasy Crew. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Zaza. My pleasure. As always. As always, my pleasure. Coach Zaza, Coach Chuki. Ayo, get their names right. Okay, that's true. That is true. We're just going to dive right in. Uh for the viewers watching, we're going to do like a end of season player ratings for the squad. And keep sell loan decision. Granted, like football manager stuff. Uh, I think I'm done with this uh, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. Um, so what we'll do is, I think for even for like the players that didn't play that much, for those ones, if you don't want to give a rating, that's fine. Like anybody less than five, ten games, there's no point. But you can you can say if you want to keep or sell or loan. So I'm just going to dive right into. Tom Heaton, hear me. Keep, sell, loan. Imagine you're a director of football and you're on mute, hear me. Just think about it, like, so you make a decision. When I say football manager style, but let's be realistic, right? Because you still need uh -huh. a team for next season. That, everybody should be at the back of their mind. You need a team for next season. We are making these this calls. Keep. Quickly, hear me. Keep. Keep. Okay. Who is that? Tom Heaton. Oh, second goal. Okay. Josh.
Bro, you're on mute. Sorry, I think I was a little delayed there. Um, I would honestly keep him because um, Dean Henderson is rumored to be leaving. Um, I would keep both of them personally, but for now, I would keep him. Okay. Uh, what about Carmen? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep him. Get rid of Henderson. Get a younger goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, yeah. Tuki? Yeah, I'll, I'll let him go. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll just sell him. I'll just get someone to just uh, replace him. Henderson, whether he's going or leaving, I don't know. He's, I don't think he's either here or there. Um, he's under really high wages. That's the issue. One one big issue or very imbalance of wages. So that, that might be a consideration there. Uh, if you keep Henderson, then there's no, I mean, anyone, the third choice that never sees anything except this exceptional injury records. Okay. Uh, Zaza. Yeah, I'll let him go. Okay. So you sell. Both of you sell, sell. Okay. I'll keep him. I'll keep Hinton. Uh Henderson. Let me just go right in. I think I'll sell him for money. I think he doesn't want to be here. I don't want to dive into rumors because rumors like all the rumors that came out like about leaking. That's not verified. So, but yeah, the wages, free up wages, get younger goalkeeper. So yeah, Henderson for me, sell. You hear me? Sell. Is he not supposed to be going to Newcastle? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Josh? Yeah, I would sell him because of his wages. I don't think, um, like, for, uh, for, yeah, just his cost. I feel he's, um, he's costing too much for um, a goalkeeper that plays maybe five games a season. Like you said, I'd rather sell him and then probably bring a young goalkeeper that is up and coming on lower wages. Okay. Um, Kwame? Yeah, I'll, I'll sell him too. Uh, I think he's on 160000 a week. That's a lot. That's too much for a second choice goalkeeper. Sell him, get maybe twenty million for him. Get a younger goalkeeper because presumably uh, we're gonna, we might need a goalkeeper that can actually play ball out of the back. Um, I mean that need is not pressing, but you can prepare for the next two three seasons by getting a younger goalkeeper that can do that. So yeah, get him this in time. Get him this now. Get him out. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so this one is not is not really cut and clear for me. Uh, let me jump. Let me um, just piggyback what Oga said. Um, high wages, but of all the three goalkeepers, I think he he's the closest one to the profile we might might need in the future. So here's the issue: you have to balance um, being able to persuade a player to stay on the bench without um, poisoning the well, which United is terrible at doing. Yeah. Um, if yeah. we can't do that, then sell immediately. So that's not kind of that's not the kind of smoke you want on your bench. Right. Um, okay. Good point. I'll loan him out. Oh, okay. Loan. Yeah, get someone to, to pay part of his wages, get a younger keeper. Egea has maybe one or two years left. How old is he again? He's like 23 or 20. He's Rashford's age. He's oh. the same set. Yeah, he's he's a kid. He just needs experience. He needs to be playing games. So I don't want that kind of situation where in two years' time you're looking like going back to buy Henderson for twice his price because that's what you're going to be needing in two years anyway. And he can play. He can really play. He just needs experience. He's 24. He's 24. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. That's right. That's young for a goalkeeper. That is very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. David De Gea. Uh, 
I give him a seven over ten um, for this season. Terrible season. He was player of the season. There's a reason he was. Um, yeah, and I will keep him. So, you hear me? Same thing you said, Ayo. I'm with you on that. Same thing. Josh. Um, yeah, I definitely would keep De Gea. I think, to be honest, he's probably... I can't think of too many goalkeepers right now that is better than David De Gea. And I know we look at it from a Manchester United perspective, um, like shot-stopping. You know, we talk about Allison, but look at the mistakes that they make when, you know, they're actually challenged for once. You know, when you look at De Gea, just the amount of pressure that he's on, um, the amount of... Um, saves that he makes per game he's definitely valuable to the team and like we said i think the money could be spent better elsewhere on the team than on a goalkeeper right now over 10 what was your rating oh, over 10 uh i'll definitely give him i'll give him an eight this season because without him i don't know where it would be to be honest okay got um i'll give the hair no more than a six out of ten um, and that's that's only because he's a he's a victim of a of a collective defensive failure, right? Um, and as as much as he personally individually had decent performances over the season, he has to suffer the failure of the group project. So I give him a six. Um, I will keep him, but for no more than two years. After for no no longer than two two more years, do not give him a new contract. Um, maybe one year at the max, just because again um, we will need a successor that can that that might be good at their feet in the next two to three years. So yeah, keep him, but not don't give him a new contract and put him on like you know bumper wages for the next three four for the next three four five years. Nah. Okay, okay. So, very complicated part of the field again. <laughs> Position. I want to be fair to the hair because at the end of the day, you have to you have to perform within the ecosystem you have. Yeah. Um, so relative to the team, a team of losers, um, I think six is fine. Um, no argument with player of the year. I mean, a very very poor team. I mean, he's um, club said it best. Well, if you're a goalkeeper, as your apex shining light, and might might be some underlying structural issues. Um, we're not. Six to one year, he's not going to learn. Um, he's not going to learn. The mission right now is see where you can unload. No one's waiting at the door. Real Madrid is not waiting at the door. PSG, no top teams is going to wait at the door for him. His his own country isn't waiting at the door for him. Um, so we're we're just he's a product of mismanagement. He should never be on the wages he's on right now. Yeah. Um, so figure a way to eat the loss, right? Eat the loss somewhere. You know, throw him somewhere. MLS. Whoever wants him, uh, we might have to pay. That's what's going to go and happen. We're going to have to pay whoever's going to take him. Um, but six to one year, have a good succession plan on the profile, not the name. Let's not make this emotional. On the profile of the player you want to play as a goalkeeper. Okay. Okay. So this is that a keep or is it sell? Keep just for a very limited amount of time. Keep to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. That people that know, people that know where Chucky stands with the gear. That's why. That's why we're laughing because we know where he stands with the gear. Yeah. That's why you need to control yourself. 
because you're going to be laughing a lot today and making faces. I, I know. What you said, MLS? Hey, I was like, what? You have agendas here. But hold on. The weird thing about it is the only person I agree with in that whole round table was Chucky because Chucky got it right. Um, One, I'm only keeping the year because of two reasons. One, everybody's going to buy him. Not that that contract, that contract is a disaster. Two, he's a very popular guy in the squad. It might cause some squad disruption. That squad is not really this thing. So just to do some, you know, transition. This guy is good at short stopping. Fair. And we're talking about, um, oh, he's part of a collective. Actually, he's part of the problem in that collective. Guy can't dominate his box, can't dominate his area. Literally keeps his own defenders under pressure for that. Doesn't move out of his box to help. You're trying to play high line and the keeper is stuck on his line? How does that work? So I think in modern football now, unless you're packing the box, you know, I mean, packing the box, sorry, not box, packing the box, Nikki is not really fit for purpose, with all due respect. And that's where that thing is. It's very kind of weird how you be the best player in the team or one of the best players in the team, and you're not really, you're kind of a weak point. So I'll give him a six because of his performances. But to be very fair, uh-uh, not for 350 grand a week that you're, you're carrying all those deficiencies. I was like, Ten Hag going to play with him. Just be factual, he has just recently agreed to a reduced contract, which is interesting oh. in its own. It says so he's, like just, he's playing the long game. He said he, yeah. he agreed to a, to a reduced contract. Yeah, so maybe he's playing the long okay. game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I would keep him for that reason, just because it's, it's, it's not practical to get rid of him right now. And you don't have ready replacements either. But He's been a great servant for Manchester United, so he ain't another, you know, he ain't the good, you know, he ain't the, how do you put it? He has earned the right to leave the club well, but six, just because he's one of the best players, I would have given that guy a two. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to defenders now. I'm looking at the time. <laughs> we're going to do two in pairs now. I'm not doing one anymore so that we can run through it. So Phil Jones and Varane, I'll start with that. Phil Jones, I mean, that's easy. Sell. So, Varan, Varan gets a gets a five or ten for me. Um, of course, we're going to keep him. We don't have a choice. <laughs> we just bought him, so yeah, five or ten, keep. Uh, Yemi. <laughs> Let me stop. I guess I'll go. Oh, Yemi, Yemi, yeah, Josh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Josh. Let's go. Okay, so you said we're doing two, right? We're yeah, so doing Jones and Rafa Varan. Okay, Varan. Uh, geez. I think both of them, I'll give them between a four and a five. Like, I just, well, Phil Jones only had two games, which I think. That's why I didn't rate him. That's why, yeah, he had two games, but I think he was good in those two games. He kind of showed us what old school center backs are like, you know, like back in the day, gave me that nostalgia, the way he defended. So I definitely liked his performance in the two games. Um, uh, Varane, I would say a four just because he was injured a lot. Like, he missed pretty much every big game. Um, Like, he just, yeah, I would give him a four just because of injuries. And even when he played, he didn't pull up. Like, he didn't really do anything that was so significant uh, when he played. So, I'll give him a four as well. Okay. Are you keeping him or selling? Sorry? Are you keeping him or selling? Keep or sell. Oh, yeah, definitely keeping um, 
I would sell Phil Jones, obviously, if anyone would take him, and then I will keep Veron. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Okay, Kwame. Uh, Phil Jones, for his rating, honestly, it's NA. Um, and keep sell alone. Well, it's one thing to sell, it's something else to auction. I will auction Phil Jones. Um, and just, you know, he's, he's been around way too long, free up wages. Yeah. Varan, um, I cannot give Varan more than a, honestly, more than a five. Um, I, I don't like his injury record. There's a reason why Madrid sold him. Um, and, you know, I'll keep him just because, look, ain't nobody else. So, yeah. Okay. Check it. Am I mute here? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Thanks. I'm, I'm not going to grade Jones just because, I mean, what we watched was his ceremonial send off, basically. Um, but uh, good servant. I mean, people make fun of him. Good servant. When he's on the field, he understands the mission. He plays for his share, doing everything, jogging around, you know, taking, um, um, taking player actions off. He, he, you know, he don't take any. He puts everything on the deck. So good for him. Um, Varane's been disappointing. I mean, you can sugarcoat it in, in, in any way you want to put it. Um, I, I know why we signed him. We signed him because of his past experience. But uh, a player has to be on the field to show what they have. He has, just hasn't been able to. He just pulled out of the fr French team. Um, and even when he played, you compared him to, I know this is the Pierce Jones, but uh, the relative player to him is Lindelof. Lindelof pipped him in um, quite a few categories. Louis Varane has really kind of the promise of Varane is really just uh, ball, control, uh, ball control and passing the ball, which you know he's in the high 90s, I believe. Percent. So, uh, I don't think it's about keep sell alone. I mean, with the new contract, you, you, you almost you have no choice, right? Um, if United had city kind of resources, you just kill that contract just because of medical reasons. How what's your rating for him? Um, I'll go with I'll go with a five, okay? Quickly. I'll give him a four as well for lack of availability. You know, that's just it. Phil Jones is also NA. Weird thing about Varane is Varane is the new Phil Jones, no? He's <laughs> technically, he's technically replaced the guy on in the treatment table because um, <laughs> Phil Jones is leaving the team. So, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it's, oh. it is what it is. And uh, you guys have said everything there is to say about Varane. There's not much to add. Okay, Lindelof and Maguire. I'll do them in a bunch. Uh, for me, Lindelof gets a six. I thought it was our best defender. Uh, Maguire gets a four. We have to keep them. I don't think we have money to spend on defense, personally. Um, that's my option. I'll sell Maguire. Just eat the, eat the, just eat it now. So just eat the, okay, bite the bullet, sell Maguire, get somebody else. But Realistically, we're going to keep Maguire, so uh, I'll keep Lindelof as a backup too. Um, yeah, that, that that's my own. If I would have said maybe sell Lindelof, keep Maguire. The problem is Maguire doesn't, doesn't want to be a bench guy, right? I'm not, I'm not going to pay him all that money and put him in the bench. So that's mine. Um, Maguire for Lindelof six. Uh, Josh, um, Lindelof, I'll give him a five, just because honestly, I think. He, um, the games he played with Varane, you can see his quality there. 
And I think they were definitely a better pairing than um, when he plays with Maguire. And I think Maguire just, yeah, Maguire just makes everyone look bad um, overall. So, but I would give him a five because just as much as, you know, we can talk about Varane and Maguire, Lindelof too, um, he's made some, some big mistakes as well uh, in, with his defending. So uh, just his positioning, uh, just not aggressive enough, you know, in challenging players. I just feel like kind of like Maguire is just too passive when they're defending. Um, so I would give him a five um, and Maguire between an NA and a three is what I'm going to give him just because I don't know how many goals, and this is even going from last the season before. I don't know how many goals that he's, that he's cost <clears throat> up. way too many. So I would, to be fair, I'll give him a three and then I'll, yeah. So Lindelof a five, Maguire a three, um, I would keep Lindelof, uh, especially if uh, Bailly is gone, Phil Jones is gone. We don't have that much backup, so I'll keep Lindelof and um, Maguire. I don't think I think it's we don't really have a choice but to keep him. So I guess we'll keep him for one more season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for Lindelof, I'm giving Lindelof a five. Um, he doesn't get more than that. Again, it's part of a collective failure in a group, in a defensive group project. Um, I think even then, he, he was still he was still probably our best defender throughout the season. So um, yeah, I'll keep him. I'll keep him, but I want to keep him as a like a squad rotation type of player. But again, we're light in the back, so he'll probably he's probably gonna start um, you know a lot of games. With Maguire, I, I have to give Maguire a zero. Um, and this is no character assassination. It's it's just you know um, I I I mean everything I say. I I mean every, I, I mean every you know part of my opinion when I say that. Look, I would rather start a game with ten men than start a game with Maguire, only because I know that at least with ten men, right? The defenders know that they don't have any help, right? The midfielders know that they don't have they don't have any help behind. Um, when the, the worst part is when you think you have some help and that help turns out to just, you know, be absent, not be there, you know, cannot keep a, cannot keep, cannot keep an offside line attacking, getting, getting attracted to the man instead of guarding the space. Um, so yeah, do we keep him or do we let him go? Realistically, they're going to keep him. But what I will do is I would sell him. Newcastle will take him. He still has that English tax. They still love him in the England national team. So um, somebody will take him. I don't care. 20 million, 15 million, get something from him. Okay. Uh, tricky. So, just like most everyone says, I mean, the defensive unit has been wanting this season. So, you know, it's like rating people in a very dysfunctional unit. For Maguire, I'll, I'll say that mitigating circumstances. Um, um, I'd rather not just look at just the season. I would look like maybe like a five-year five year rolling kind of average. So I think um, if five-year rolling, his average matches played is 35, which is really, really high. Just really, really high compared to maybe peers. For example, Diaz is about 30 in a two-year period. And Stones and Laporte are way lower um, because City figured it out. They figured out that you have to have depth in that position. We just don't. Um, not that we don't have that. The people are not just uh, fit for purpose. If I just borrow a word from Zaza, 
Uh, we have Jones that doesn't play. We have Bailly that never gets a look in. Uh, so Maguire for four or five seasons has played almost all the minutes available, almost. So you have to put that in context. Uh, since he's a human being and not a robot, it's um, the crash was going to happen. It happened. Yeah, it happened this season. So that's that's the um, But he had a poor season. Uh, I'll give him like a four. Lindelof is somebody you would expect to seize opportunity based on matches played, based on minutes played. Um, he, he did play a lot of minutes as well, um, but that's been diluted with the introduction of Varane whenever he's fit. Uh, but I think he had a mid to average season. Um, I think he was solid in comparative in comparison to United players, but in comparison to everyone else, he's a man. So I'll give Lindelof a six. Um, I think he'll be a great squad player to, to stay, you know, to, to keep. I don't know if we're going to keep selling on or whatever. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Lindelof, you want to keep, that's a solid player. You can keep on the squad to come in and do a job. Uh, for McGuire, I would say, you know, you, you keep McGuire for at least one season to make sure, to just see what the trend line is, to make sure this is not a new trend, which it probably isn't based on the map. Um, so you just keep me to see. If he has a not bad season, then obviously you sell. Okay. Um, Zaza. Uh, Lindelof. Can't get more than a five. He did okay. He's just getting the five because he was more available than, um, you know. Right. And then he played well. Although than Varane. I'm comparing to Varane because I gave Varane a four. Maguire cannot get more than a three. The weird thing about it is a lot of people will be surprised I said this because I, I usually I'm a little bit more supportive of Maguire in private and, you know, when I chat with friends and that's it. But, you know, um, you got to eat that contract, they say, but is it really what the issue is? The issue might be the team is not really... You know, the team is not push, pull or push. They're just somewhere in between. So there's a lack of confidence going through that uh, team. It's the same thing. And by the way, I just think since Bailey, since people have mentioned Bailey a lot, I'll just read Bailey and bring him in quickly and go, okay, Bailey's part of this. You have four defenders who, like I would say, maybe, okay, Bailey's the most um, aggressive of them, but he's always injured. He makes silly errors. The rest of them are just pussy cats, you know, like soft footballers you know what i'm trying to say they're not tigers they're they're silky they're silky you know with the ball but when it's time to get it done like you know go get dirty they're not really that dirty and that's a weakness and so you gotta get rid of two or three of them and bring in other profiles to support them because yeah so you gotta make a choice but you got between four of them you've got to me, a very bad mix. That's what I believe. So yeah, Maguire gets three because it's it's it was an atrocious season. He was captain of the club and he let us all down. Okay, so let's just do the rest of the fullbacks to save time. And for time now, we're at thirty minutes, almost at thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Ratings, no need for reasons. Let's just run through the ratings now because I think we. We're and then we're still doing the keep sell as well. Uh, I think we should skip that. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, just just ratings now. So name the fullbacks. So uh, I'm going to run through the fullbacks. Luke Shaw, Teles, Dalo, Wan Bissaka. So for me, 
Uh, Luke Shaw gets a four over ten. Teles gets a three. Dallo gets a three. Wambi Saka gets a two for me. Um, Josh. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Um, Wambi Saka definitely a three. Uh, Dallo. I would say a four for Dallo. I think he had some good games. Um, Tellez, I would say a four as well uh, because they didn't play the whole season. And then um, who was the last person again? Shaw. Was, uh, Luke, Luke Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, three mm-hmm. as well for Luke Shaw. So right. Dallo and um, Tellez a four, and then Juan Bissaka and Shaw threes. Okay. <clears throat> um, Luke Shaw two, Tellez four. Diogo Dalo, uh, Aguma four, Juan Bissaka a two. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're all threes for me, um, just right, right across the board. Yeah, uh, Zaza, um, Juan Bissaka, um, all of them get three as well, but Juan Bissaka gets it too, lack of courage. Like, <laughs> when he got tough, he just, you know, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so let's do midfielders now. Um, I will merge like four people at the same time. I'll break it into two. So the four are Juan Mata, Nemanja Matic, Pogba, Lingard. Uh, Mata gets a three. I mean, he had maybe one of the good games when he came on. Those the season. But then that was, for me, that was garbage minutes, like they say in NBA. Like, mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't count there. Matic gets uh Four because popular to you know opinion, I think the problem was on midfield, right? Instead of defense, so I'm more critical on the midfielders. Matic gets a four, Pogba gets a four or three, either or five, a four because I mean, he had good early in the season, he had nine assists, but it didn't count for anything at the end of the day. So he gets a four. Lingard, did he, did he show up this season? Lingard got a three for me. So mm-hmm. that's it. Mata, Matic, Pogba, Lingard, Josh. Okay, so um, uh, Pogba would get a, a four as well. Um, Matic, I'll probably give him a... I'll give him a five. I'll give Matic a five because, yeah, every time he played, he, he was pretty solid. Um, who was the guy again? Uh, we said... Uh, Mata will probably be N, mm-hmm. NA because he just didn't play enough games. Uh, he yeah. only played a couple at the end of the season. And then Lingard as well. Um, unfortunately, I'll give him a three. Um, I think he showed he was pretty bright end of the at uh, beginning of the season, and then he just got no look, uh, no game time till the, pretty much the last game of the season. So um, I'll give him a three because he scored, I think, three goals in the beginning of the season. So okay, okay, uh, uh Pogba and Matic they both get a five for me. Um, I think I mean Matic had the highest. A successful long-range passing percentage in the team, so I, I mean it's confirmed that whenever he plays, we just look better in possession. Um, Mata, Na, Lingard, I give him a two. Okay, tricky. I think Mata is Na as well. Just to go quickly through it. Pogba gets a four. Um, Mat Matic is between four and five. I'll just say four. You get a four anytime you have a goal difference of um, zero. Uh, Lingard, I'll give him like a three. 
Almost an NA. Almost an NA, yeah. Zaza. Lingard. Uh, okay, quickly. Uh, Matic is five, probably five point five. Um, his legs is not his fault. Uh, he's old. Boba gets a four, four point five. I give him four point five. Mata is any. Like, I guy didn't even play up to ten games. Lingard gets a three because he he played fair, but it wasn't. I think he played some games. But nah, that's it. Okay, I'll go to the main four: Fred, Bruno, Van der Beek, Scott McTominay. Those are the four I'm okay. going to. Fred, can we can we reverse it now quickly? Because I can finish that quickly. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Van der Beek, you said Fred Van der Beek. Let, let me see mine. Let me see mine. Then I'll let you okay. Go. All right. So Sorry, Fred, okay. Fred, Fred gets a six. Um, I think Bruno gets a. I think Bruno gets a six. Van der Beek gets Van der Beek's NA. Scott McTominay gets a three for me. Okay. McTominay also gets a three. Bruno is a five. On the big, is it was in the building, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, of course, I think uh, Fred was the only midfielder that came out here, so six. Okay, uh, Chuki. Okay, so we're doing Fred Bruno VDB McTominay. So in that order, Fred gets a five, um, which is kind of unfair to him. Um, only five because Bruno is six. So well. Fred is much improved. Um, BDB and a um, spot Scott McTominay between three and four. I'll go four just because of the amount of games played. Okay, I'll go for Uh, Fred gets a six for me, Bruno gets a five, Van der Beek is NA McTominay. I give him a three mostly because McTominay actually hides, you can see him hiding in the game. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. Um, I think it pretty much uh, same as Kwame. I'll give Fred a six. I think Fred was uh, probably our most uh, influential, influential uh, def- uh, midfielder uh, defensively and offensively as well. Um, Bruno, I'll give him a five because we expected more from him this season. Um, uh, so I'll give him a five. Um, Donnie, yeah, NA because he didn't play till he went alone. So give him a five. I mean, NA as well. Uh, McTominay, I'll give him a three as well because he's basically just a waste of space. And yeah, so. Okay, we're going to forwards. I'm going to list all the forwards now so everyone keep track. I'm not breaking it into all the forwards that played. Not the, so. Cristiano, Cavani, Rashford, Sancho, the one who shall not be named, 11, and um, Elanga. Those are the six. Who is this who shall not be named? Hey, I don't know. That's all I know. He, he played 11. He won over 11. MG, MG 11. Oh, yeah. MG please. 11. <laughs> please, please, please. MG 11, yeah. MG please. 11. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Ronaldo. Ronaldo gets a 7. Cavani. Cavani gets a 4. 3. Cavani gets a 3. Rashford gets, oof, Rashford gets a 2. Sancho gets a 4. MG 11 gets a 1. Elanga gets a four. And I'll uh, go back to the other. Okay. okay. No, why is ready? It looks like you're ready. Zaza, okay. Um, Sancho gets a four. Rashford gets a three. Ronaldo gets a nine. Uh, don't call that guy's name. I don't even want to talk about him. And who else? Who did I? Who is left? Elanga. Elanga gets an eight. Who else? 
Cavani. Cavani, please. On NA. NA. Who else? <laughs> that's it. That's, the okay. that's it. Yeah. yeah. You're playing that's forward. It. I'm not counting the kids. Not in mm -hmm. Diallo, Mebri. Mm, no, nah, those ones are not now. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh looks like you're ready. Go. So, um, so it's Cavani, CR7, Martial, Rashford, Sancho, and Ilanga, right? Oh, I, I missed Martial. Martial, but he didn't play the NA. Yeah. Martial is NA. Martial is NA too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Cavani is definitely NA because I don't, I don't think he, how many games did he play? Like two, if we're being honest. And also just the fact that he was always injured, but available for Uruguay. That to me is just, mm -hmm. so NA for him. Uh, Martial as well, definitely NA. Uh, Rashford, I'll give a two. Um, Sancho, I'll give a five. Because uh, I think he came, uh, we started seeing um, some, we started seeing a bit of him um, end of the season. Um, Ilanga would get a six because I think he was an inspiration uh, to the team. He was a breath of fresher to the team. And then um, Ronaldo, I'll give him a seven. Uh, even though he scored how however many goals, they came in, in spurts. And yeah, so I think sometimes the numbers don't tell the full story. So I'll give him a seven. Okay. Okay. Um, Ronaldo gets a six. Oh, for the... Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ronaldo gets a six for me for the same reason uh, Josh said. The the numbers look to see. We scored 18 goals, but a lot of those came in. He scored two hat tricks, and then he scored in pairs as well. Um, Sancho gets a five for me. Again, Oli never gave him a chance. When Ragnar came, you know, he started coming up a little. Uh, MG, I give him a two. Even before he got in trouble, he wasn't really that good. Um, Elanga gets a five. Tony Marshall is NA. Rashford gets a one. And Cavani gets a one. The only reason Cavani gets a one is because he gave the number seven shirt to Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, we, got, we pretty much paid him to sign permanently for Uruguay. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, tricky. <laughs> oh, All right, that's a lot of. Um, so, what's this? Marshall is in a. Yeah. And um, Hart, Hart goes out. I hope he figures out what he wants to do in his future. I hope so. Too. Um, Rashford, another person that, you know, I, I, I don't say too much, but you never know what's going on in someone's personal life. But I'll give him a three um, over 10 based on what I know he's capable of doing. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, you're 37, you come in the team, and you have all this pressure on, on you. I'll give him like an eight. Eight, nine is fine, um, based on production and just work rate and just sticking in, you know, never giving up. Cavani is a two. Um, another reason of, you just know, we don't need people with small prize at the club anymore. We need people that want to play for us, regardless of what happens. Sancho is... For me, he's a five. I mean, he's underwhelming, underwhelming, but he came from a league that that generally happens in Bundesliga. That can happen. Uh, There's a little promise there. Uh, Elanga, uh, I, I, I would overgrade him. Um, I'll give him a four because he's, you know, youngster, came from the academy, but he has some serious issues with <clears throat> with decision-making. Um, I'll give that as that. Um, who else is left? Marshall, okay, call Marshall. I think I said, okay. yeah, Greenwood, something again. Greenwood, you know, I hope he goes sorts his life. I'm not even going to, I'm going to give him a grade if he, uh, if he get if he gets out of jail, right? He's not in jail right now, but he's not, he's not. yeah, 
Okay, that's the end of that. Let's dive into the the blame for the disastrous season. Um, I guess I said percentages is fine. You know, if you don't want to percentage, that's also fine. Whatever approach, everybody gets two minutes to you know state their case of why. I'll start with uh, Oga Kwame. Feel like you're ready for this? Um. Okay, the person, there's one person I put uh, a majority of the blame on, and it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for a failed season. Um, never mind that Ralph came in uh, <coughs> in, what, November-ish? December. Uh, November, December. It was still Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's team. It was still Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's season. Um, and I, I don't want to stop, but well, let's talk about the board. Yes, they're incompetent. Yes, they don't really prioritize football. They're all about money and commercials and stuff like that. Um, but there's one thing we cannot complain about with this board is that they don't spend money. They do. They did spend money. And, you know, I believe they will continue to spend money. They certainly spent money and back social to the very, to the very, to the very end. So much so that there was no, they didn't even, they didn't even have a plan to replace for replacement when, when, when they finally sacked him. Um, so they backed him. And for that, I give them credit. You know, that not many clubs can say that their boards spend money the way the Manchester United board spends money. Um, so I give them credit for that. Now, Ralph Ragnick, I don't give him, I, I actually apportion no blame at all uh, to him because, again, he came in when the ship already sank. Uh, he came in when there was literally no gas left in the car. Like these guys, these like Ollie was so bad. Ollie was so bad that Ralph could not even get a he couldn't get a tune out of these guys. There was no new manager bounce because the ball was already flat. There was nothing to bounce. Right. These guys could not and you could see that you could see that Ralph actually tried. The man came and started with his, you know, that 4222, you know, didn't work. <laughs> then <laughs> Then it went to four, two, three, one. Then it tried like the man tried everything, and 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 you, you could just see that these guys they were either not willing to run or able to run because look, press. I, I I've never played football professionally, but the way I see it, pressing any athlete can press, right? Because pressing is all about following instruction. When the trigger comes, you go. Two seconds later, you go. When you see this. That, that's all there is to pressing. And that's all I was looking for, for from these guys when Ralph came in, right? And we only saw 20 to 25 minutes of that in that Crystal Palace game. What that tells me is that these guys did not even have the ability to be athletes. Again, I'm not talking about being a professional footballer, being CLK on the ball. No, 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 no. I'm not looking for what you do with the ball when you win the ball back. No, I'm just looking for you being able to press and win the ball. We didn't see that at all. And that, 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 that's either unwillingness to run or inability to run, which, again, goes back to the coaching, to, to the style of coaching they've been under for the last three years. So, um, yeah, I'm putting majority of the blame on, the, uh, on, the, on, on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for a disastrous season. And then maybe I'll put 30% of the blame uh, on players and, you know, whatever – whatever else left to the board because you know I'm I'm not really gonna go after the board too much for this particular season. 
Okay, okay. Uh, Zaza. I just, I don't know whether I should laugh or <laughs> cry at what I just heard because my brother, I'm actually going straight at what you just said for just one simple reason. I'm not going after the boat too much. Like, oh, please give me a break. What? The Ole should have been fired last season. In retrospect, after that disastrous end of that last season, he should have been fired. It, it was almost obvious. We could see. We, I mean, some of us were chatting privately, and we said, this guy really messed up that fight up. I agree. You're making my point. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. But I can understand. them saying, okay, let's give him another. Let's give him more time. And then the idea that, oh, they didn't have succession plan. They were not. What, 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 what are you backing? It's like, basically, you go to the, you go to a horse race as a punter, and you back a horse. The race starts. And you see, like, the horse you're backing is the last horse. And then somebody <laughs> says, here, you can bet now. And then you go and back the same horse and say, oh, I didn't have a chance. Like, what are you trying to tell me is that this guy that should have been fired in October, they had a month. They, they, should, they should have fired him before the November, uh, what's it called, international break. Yeah. And then they waited till after the international break. And they still didn't have anybody in there. They didn't have a plan. They couldn't even hire coaches for the manager that, that, they, that they hired. So please, with all due respect, I will put majority of the blame on Woodward because he's the face of the board. I don't know what who makes the decisions, blah, 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 behind. He was the board. I don't want to put it on John Mortar because John Mortar kind of, you know, he's a, he, at that, that moment, he didn't have as much power as he has now. Though I still think him too had his own errors. But Woodward especially is at fault for this. Then the other part of saying you back a manager, uh, please. I'm sitting down here. I'm not a football expert. I'm actually, you guys call me coach, but I'm not a, 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 a what's it called? An MLS or UEFA fully um, badged coach. I'm actually in the process. So if guys, if me, I can sit down here, I can tell you that for the past three, four years, we needed a midfielder. And these guys went and bought Varane, went and bought strikers, keep going. Like, it was the most important part of the team. To have Matic being... You know, you know, like be the main guy, be your main defensive midfielder. What was, what was the plan? So, with all due respect, they have it has to be the board. The next is Ole. Ole was the guy that was swimming that he supposedly loved Manchester United, but he was out of his death. And he, he wasn't even getting help. Should have gone like, like I said, I think I told you guys a few years ago, he should have hired a more experienced guy around him. No, he went and hired the guy he knows. Who didn't do didn't seem to want to do much, which was Mike Phelan. So that's where I have the, um, a lot of problem with Ole because Ole literally ran the team to the ground, ran players into the ground, overplayed guys that he shouldn't have. You know, guys that were he was playing literally. You can't blame him for what happened to Maguire. He played that guy so much. You wanted to cry for this guy. Look at what happened to Bruno. When was that's he said? Well, Rashford. This guy, Rashford played this guy through injury. At what point do you start saying this guy killed these players? Then you ask me the next person I want to blame would be some of these players, the senior players. Bunch of chickens, overpaid prima donnas. These people, what are you telling me you can't run? 
You're paid to run. Football is running. If you can't run, you shouldn't be playing football. The idea you can't run, you can't press. As a professional footballer, we're complaining about time of training. Yeah. Time of training, like as yeah. a professional, your season is going to the dogs, and you're complaining about time of training. What can like when you tell me about people like Cavani, I, I'm telling you that that's part of where the problem is. Why when you tell me about the ball, like people like Cavani should have been kicked out of that club, but they were begging him to resign. Ole was begging him to stay. This guy wasn't interested in playing for this club. This club, there was no sense of accountability between the players, Ole, and the board. They all were just a bunch of guys that were just taking their money and chilling. They were cheating us, the fans. And it hurts more because people think the owners pay. No, we pay for this. It's my money. It's your money. So this excuse is God. I don't want to excuse nothing. Uh-uh. Stop it. They were all shit. The board takes most of it. Now, I'll move on to Ragnick, and yeah, I can get, they were, he had a lot of excuses. I'll give him one. He didn't get the guys he needed. The guys that brought in, you know, were not experienced. The board, you know, was a bit confused. But man, man, you got to show some balls. There were a lot of things that happened to Ragnick that even if you hired Hiddink or hired um, LVG to Manchester United to do six months, he wouldn't take it. You, the choice would be that the board is going to fire him or support him against those players. The thing Ronaldo we did... Eventually, they fire him. No, but after the contract. You don't... What was the point of him fighting then? Because what Ragnick simply, technically did was come... I don't have... Uh, you know, like... Uh, 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 every time. It was like at a point, I said, stop moaning and do something about it. You are the guy there. Do something. You, Yeah, Ronaldo went out. But you should have, that was an opportunity to show example, show the kind of guy you are. Bench this guy. You are already losing games. What, what, what was the worst thing that could happen? Now, the idea that he didn't have power is true. He might have not had power, but you, you don't, the power is not given. You take power. If you don't want, if you don't want power, then you're not going to get it. You got to take it. So that's, that's my own analysis of all of this is I don't want to make excuses for everyone. The big thing as well with Ragnik was that when the, when, things started going bad he kind of do did two things i didn't like one was he kept going to players the players they're not fit for purpose they're not days they're not that they're not that it was almost like everybody else is just bad around here but me i'm the, i'm cool but everybody here, like dude players don't want to play for somebody like that they don't that should be in the dressing room i would i personally before jose Mourinho left manchester united the day i stood up and said this guy is done I will bear witness to this. I said it was the day he started attacking Shaw. Started saying things like, Oh, the Man City bought a play, they bought a fullback for what I buy a striker. He was like, dude, this guy's finished. And that's the same kind of vibe I was getting from Ragnik. He was just whining and whining. Then the other thing he did was Ragnik lost the Atletico Madrid game. It was a terrible performance. What did Ragnik do? Ragnik goes on holiday. He left, he travels out of the club. He wasn't there all the time. He wasn't running training sessions. You, you know, this was a time when everybody got a fight. These players were given the same. They were given. They were, you know, like what? How do I put it? This guy gave them an excuse to chill only, but he himself gave them an excuse because he wasn't there. So they just did what they wanted to do. He was gone a lot. Those are the reports we get. He was gone a lot. So I'm sorry. Nobody comes out of this with any credit the only 
they can only have you know little degree of um okay actually i'll give alanga credit because he was a kid that kid that's why i gave him an eight because he was the only guy that fought in that team in my opinion he fought he showed me he was he showed me what i wanted to see in plays hannibal hannibal also fought well hannibal didn't play that much Mm. <laughs> they didn't play that hard. Yeah. yeah, but you know, so that's and just all it. the that's, passion stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's got a yellow card in the Liverpool game. <laughs> <laughs> that's the comment. Allah says Liverpool fan. I see the third session going well. Who was the legend, Jerry? Go and sit down somewhere. You have your feet off, my friend. <laughs> the 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 trophies that didn't count is what you want. Uh, who's gonna go? Let me go with this. Josh and Chicky. Who wants to go next? People can pick. Let's um I guess I'll just go quickly. Um, I think Zaza, man, you've basically taken all the words from my mouth. I couldn't have analyzed it any better. Like, I think, you know, at first I was even thinking maybe Ole was more to blame than the board, but the it goes back to the board because Ole overstayed his welcome, you know, from renewing his contract, giving him a four-year contract after his uh, interim season when we saw the wheels were beginning to fall off at that time and um he had the most investment uh, investment out of all the other coaches he got the most time um he just single-handedly just i don't just just destroyed the team single-handedly with his you know poor decision making in games uh just favoritism for certain players and you know so i think overall the fact that Ole stayed it for too long, you definitely got to blame them on the board. Um, and then, obviously, Ole as well. I know people keep talking about the board, the board, you know, Manchester United is bad. But when you actually look at football as a whole and different teams, how many teams actually have really good owners? Let's be honest. Like, let's be honest. And we're talking, like, you know, city level or Madrid level, or Liverpool level where, well, even now we're talking about Liverpool in, in the last how many seasons, right? Of, oh, there's such a great board and blah, blah, blah. How many teams actually can say that they have, that they're properly run? So that being as, that aside, you still got to work with what you have. There's no way you can, we started the season, everybody was suing to the parking lot. Everybody was just so gassed. Sancho was in after two years. Ronaldo was here. We got we got Champions League, Varane, you know, Pogba. We have all these players, and you're telling me that we're losing to uh, Newcastle, we're losing to pretty much every team. What for? Like, there was not a game apart from Leeds. There was not a single game all season that I felt confident. Like that's just that's just crazy to think, right? Josh, are you talking about Leeds the first game or Leeds the second game? Because Leeds the second game, they came back from two 0 down. Remember? Oh yeah, that that I, <laughs> I even forgot about that. So it's oh like my on, God. not a single team that I, I I felt confident about. So I think it just overall, yeah, I think the board takes most of the blame because they dragged it on too long, and yeah, then it just definitely. became this whole mess of players being unhappy. And like we said, it right, Donny was unhappy. It just it, he's human. Donny became unhappy. Martial became unhappy, and that just impacted the whole team you know Dallo um, who had done well at AC Milan came in could not even get a sniff in the team uh Tellers as well could not get a sniff in the team like just it was just dysfunctional over like overall like you guys said so yeah I think like you said I think the board would be blamed uh probably the most then Ole and then 
at the end of the day, like we've all said, the players also have to take some blame as well because you can't just uh, down you know, tools. You can't just keep saying, "Oh, it's the it's the it's the um, it's the coach board." You've got oh to play as well. So. Oh my yeah, that's God. my. I think the only be, be, before Chucky goes, though, I just want to say something real quick about the board. Something that what about uh, what Zaza said, and I, I just I actually just remember it now because I said it at the time he got fired. Like you know, had Joao was it Joao Pedro that scored that fourth goal for Watford? Mm-hmm. Had that fourth goal not gone in, Ali would have finished the season. Had Watford not beaten us four one. At the scoreline remained 2-1, or maybe even 3-1. Oli would have still had a job at Manchester United, at least until the end of the season. So, again, I, yeah, that's... I, that. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think, and I think I said it at the time in our private group chat, that, that for me, I think the thing that turned that thing was that crowd thing. When the, when the crowd turned on social, that's when Oli was done. It was that crowd thing. If that crowd thing didn't happen, bro, social would have still been there, I guarantee you. You can take that to the bank. They would have left him there. It was yeah. that crowd thing when the crowd turned, and it was now public that oh, they want social out, and Bruno did that. Mm, that that thing was sneaky, but I I won't go into that. That move that Bruno did, I'm like oh, if blame wait, 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 you which move? I don't remember. And remember, Bruno went to the crowd, was like, don't argue with blame. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I thought that was sneaky. Oh, that was very sneaky. I'm like, it's <laughs> true. When it was time to put your money where your mouth is, right? The performance, you were busy doing whatever volleyball flicks. In the game, when should I? Well, after the game is done, you're not like, blame me, please, please get out of here. Yeah. I don't want to see that. That was sneaky. That was sneaky. Yeah, that would have definitely been, um, that would have definitely yeah. been a, what's it called, uh, like a child that Mourinho uh season with Chelsea where they finished what 17th. I think that's where we were headed. No, they finished 10th. They finished 10th. <laughs> they were 17th or something. Okay. Right? They fired him at 17. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Idri says, Is this my United Anonymous meeting? Idris, next season, I bet you'll be having Chelsea Anonymous meeting. I'm telling you, welcome to the American Owners Club. Hey, Sugar Daddy's gone. <laughs> Sugar Daddy's gone. Don't talk too much. You don't know. Uh, Chuki, let's go. Okay, so, um, I guess before I start my own remarks, I'm just, just to kind of warn it everyone listening and watching. I'm not here to be interesting. I'm just here to be factual today. Um, it's kind of hard to follow the conversation. I'm not going to lie because it's not anchored anywhere. It's like, what's what, what relative to what? Why are we, what's the blame? Blame relative to what? Um, is it, is the issue on hand that United finished sixth? Like, is that the issue? Right. Um, and let's say, let's start there. Let's start. If the issue is United finished six, then if that's a problem, then let's look at six years rolling. No, the issue is we had our worst season ever. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. That's not even interesting because um, the XG that wins you the league last year is not the XG that wins you the league this year. So six is not the, I think specifically you're saying that the worst points haul. Like that's that's absolutely yeah. right. That is zero. Okay. Deal. Yeah, but either way, when Ferguson was winning points, he you know he probably wouldn't win the league with the same points. So it's really all depends on. So I'm going to say this season we had an xG of 57.8 and expected goal conceded of 57.5. So again, like the zero goal difference matches the xG. Yeah, yeah. We ended up up with the xG of 54.8. That's not the issue, right? That's the map. That's not the issue. United finished sixth. UEFA doesn't care. If it's if we have 10 points, 15 points, 
we finished sixth. That qualifies us for Europa League or whatever, you know, it really. So the issue is that we finished sixth, right? And who, you know, who should carry percentage? How, how do we apportion the blame? Looking at United six years rolling, United has finished sixth three times. So why, why are we asking the question why we're finished sixth? We're supposed, that's our trend line. Okay, just the math. Okay, shaking said, like, I'm not here to be interested. I'm just following just pure math, right? Mm-hmm. Right. In six years, we finished six three times. City, who, who we probably should, we're now well behind, who we should chase, you know, we really should chase and try to replicate things. Because that's, that's how you succeed in any era. It's like you look at, okay, who's ahead and see what they're doing and try to do, do that or do better to catch up or pull ahead. In six years, the average is 1.5 position. Liverpool is 2.6. If you want to round, it's 2.7. Right? Chelsea is 3.3 average in six years. Six years starting from the um, season 2016-2017 ending uh, 2021-2020 season wearing. United is 4.16, so 4.2. Right? Arsenal is 6.1 or 6.2. Average position, right? In the table. The average position, six okay. years rolling. I just want to do the top six, the way we think about clubs in England. Top six yeah. and see where in right. six years. If you, like if you, this was a stock, right? right? Or like a production company, right? As far as it's 4.33. Okay. So United at 4.6 feels fine to me, just data-wise. Because the amount of points that's fixed, right? That's like yeah, yeah, fixed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the amount of goals scored six years rolling, the amount of points achieved is there about you know, there about four, five, six, right? So, how do you how do you do better than your trend line? Kwame, um, Oga, and Zaza said it correctly. The board spends money, right? If you're a casual fine fan, that's okay for you. It spends money. If you're a five Wi-Fi fan, it's not spending money, it's how you spend it. That's right. That's the key. That's where the United falls badly. We spend badly. So for me, 60% of the blame, I'm not going to call names because I don't want to be interesting, right? 60% of the blame goes to the people that make decisions on players, whoever that is. You know, as Olga Kwame, I'll think, oh, well, that's Solskjaer, based on my remarks. No, no, it's not just the manager that makes it, it's the recruitment team, the whole recruitment okay. team, yeah. Okay, th- okay, thanks for clarifying yeah. that. You know, I just use for example, you know, I'm just always pulling your leg, right? <laughs> and, you, and some people think that. Maybe Olga doesn't think that. Some people think that, like, yeah, he, he, he signs all one player, that's his issue. Whoever it is pre-Morta, we now have a system. It's going to be really clear going on forward. Going on forward, we can look at Morta, Fletcher, and that team are like, yeah, you are the guys. You. You are the guys that identify profiles and bring them in. The only caveat is if the manager vetoes, because there's still a veto system starting at Manchester United. So 60 of those players, because the only way, the only way you win a table is either you score more goals and you depress the, the, the goals um, um, allowed. Conceded. Yeah. Conceded. That's the only way. It's a math problem. 
right? So how do you do that on over 38 games? You do that over 38 games by peanut butter spreading your resources. In other words, depth. Who controls depth? That makes sure the critical, the, the critical positions are covered. That you don't have a Maguire, AWB, Bruno playing an ex extraordinarily amount of games. The people that bring the profiles in. That's how you get depth. City has cracked this code six years ago. Liverpool is on their way to cracking the code. They might have financial issues getting there. United have the, the monetary resources to crack the code, but they've refused to do so. Right? So just as a trend line, the crash will always come. The crash will always come, but for other clubs, the crash is shallow. City will crash. They went from 2016, they went third, they went up first, they stayed first, they crashed. But what was their crash? Just one league position. They came second. Liverpool, they were fourth for two seasons. They went up. They crashed to three from one. Two positions. And they're back to two. But And the two, the two this year is not even... Nice. They have better XG... And better production. You just Basically lost by one point. Like, exactly. Three seasons in a row, right? right? Like three seasons out of three seasons. So the question is, why are Manchester United's crashes so steep? So they went second. Sorry, they went sixth to second, Mourinho. Went back to sixth when Oli came in. Jumped three positions. This is why I would never... Now this is I'll put a, a personal note. I will never understand Oli haters. I will never... Because the guy basically went and this he, he played a trick, right? He started overachieving in moments because that's the only way you do you win with what he had. You go six, third, second, <coughs> twice. You might have haven't done this in seven, eight years. How does he do it? He basically overperforms in moments, the same way City won the league this year, because Liverpool statistically is better. They, they just had better moments when, when it counted, right? That one or two games where they scored or, they, you know, whatever the case might be. So that's what Oli did. But that's not sustainable. And I agreed with that's not sustainable. So Oli had to go. Zaza is totally correct. Oli had to go. Either he had to go after the Europa League final or because that's the limit. That's the ceiling. Third second is the ceiling, right? So... The issue is 60% to people that make decisions on players, then the 30% have to go to the players. Because you look at the United squad and there's no other squad in the top five when you question their professionalism. United is one, it's glaring. Go to Greenwood, Maguire, Shaw, AWB, Lindelof, Varane, across the board. Professional issues across the board, right? So, Oli doing this trick in the trend line was not sustainable. He was cheating. He cheated with Bruno, right? Because if you watch the, if you watch the, the style um, of play, the style of play, and if you watch the goals allowed, mm. it starts sliding. So, for example, let me give you an example. In 2017, United had the second best defense. That's Based right. on goals allowed. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right? 
That's you right. Skip to 2019, they keep that trend like they have the third best. This is under Oli, right? Then they go from three to five. What changed? They went from three to five. What changed? Bruno was the highest scorer in the team. Okay. Right? That's right. They jumped from producing 66 goals total to 73 goals total. That's the cheat. Right? That's what got us okay. second. That's the cheat. Right? So they diluted. And I don't understand it because this is he made this an opening remark. They diluted the, the midfield intensity by allowing Bruno to cheat. They made it worse by bringing Ronaldo in. Ronaldo immediately takes over Bruno as the highest scorer. 18. Who's the second highest? Bruno. That does not work. Where does the where does the goals allow go to? It goes, it goes from 54 to 57. The people that constructed this team with the money given are to blame. It's unbalanced. You know, they 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 they, they, they skated by the the uh, going, uh, uh, position three and two, and they thought they could be clever by bringing uh, Ronaldo in. Good marketing and more goals. Problem: your midfield has a problem. All he didn't fix it. He had to go. He didn't he didn't get that defensive midfielder right, and he signed off on Ronaldo. Did he want? Did he request Ronaldo? I don't think so. I think he probably signed off on him. Why didn't he push the board? Or the decision makers to give him a defensive meal. He said he didn't need one. He said it was good with what he had. Really, so what all he says is what he, you know, he's a politician as good as uh, the, the rest of them. He wanted to stay in the job. So I'm not, you know, there's no, he had to go. The issue right now is the issue going forward. Either, or else we're here next year doing the same part. Okay, right. let, let me say comments. I know hold the thoughts. Which oh you know, my goodness. Idris is snapping in the comments right now. Idris, Idris is going mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Chelsea response. Chelsea no get sense. So we'll be anomaly for data science. Win Champions League, end up tense. Win next year, end up relegation. But the brother Chooks dropping gems. Uh, stats don't lie. Always working some weird. Recommend mm -hmm. department. Something is off with that department. I <laughs> <laughs> love your analysis. Guy. Oh, you're laughing, man. He likes data. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know that too. <laughs> 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 I'm also. Okay, I think okay. I know Bushido is going to be longer. I've got camera. You had a rebuttal. What, 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 what do you want to say? Uh, let Bushido go first. Let Bushido Okay, Bushido can go. Bucci. Okay, but you don't have to be long, though, because you know, no, it won't be long. But we're already at one ten. I haven't spoken. We're at one one hour ten minutes. <laughs> just, just remember. Uh, well, that. we said it was gonna be two hours, but no, no, be two hours. every everything Chucky said is correct except for one thing. The problem is that every time Manchester United came sixth, they fired the coach. No, Marino. The the season we came sixth was on Marino. Remember that was the season Marino was. We were going down, and they yeah, fired correct. Marino. Yeah. That, that's one. No, 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 that's not true though. Marino's mm -hmm. first season. Mm -hmm. No, but he won the league. He won the title. Not, he no, got to the Champions League. Sorry, right. excuse me. What the Europa League? Because yes. the whole idea of the club is that if you don't get to uh, Europa League, you're getting fired. So yes, it's it's also, it's unsustainable. I I agree. I'm not going to argue that, but. Yeah. This is where these issues start, where you can't say um, 
This all these people are sitting there in a the club. They go and buy Maguire. They go and buy one Bissaka. Who they believe that who they told us they scouted 50, 60, 70, 80. There's 250 guys and ended up with one Bissaka. <laughs> now, Ole would tell you he chose, he chose, you know, he kind of chose him. That's one. Two is okay, you cannot tell me some of these guys are better than the kids, some of the kids. Because sometimes I wonder why wasn't Ole playing Ghana, for example? Throw him in. He's a deep end, but it wasn't going to be worse than some of these guys were playing. You were burning out players. Like you were saying, who is the guy that makes sure you do, your players don't burn out? One is not having squad depth, but two is actually using this squad depth correctly. The idea that a player you have on the pitch is not doing well, and you continue to play him because you feel the guy on the bench is not good, doesn't actually help the team makes the team worse because the player on the bench goes, what do I have to do to get into your team? Because that guy is not really doing nothing. It's so, a cat 22. It's a cat, exactly. It's a cat 22. And then the thing you said was context. When you started talking about context, let me tell you this, right? The, we, that we came sixth was only because the others around us were not good enough. We were, yeah, competing, we were competing with Wolves, a West Ham that overachieved, oh, yeah. an Arsenal that was struggling, yeah. and a Tottenham team that came down. If Arsenal, Tottenham, Wolves played better, and I, think, I, I have to mention Wolves because for the squad they had, Wolves did so much better than Man United. So... The problem is whether we want to call it, uh, you know, this is our baseline. This is Manchester United we're talking about. Doesn't matter. Six. No, no I agree. <laughs> six, but six shouldn't be your baseline. But then let me actually say something else. Perceptions matter in life. You can bring out stats. That's why stats. No statistician ever wins politics, because people are not going to come out and start reading. Oh, like. Uh, inflation was XXS because of blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Why is it costing me more to buy bread in the market? Wait, hold on. Let me just qualify that. These are not forward-looking stats. This isn't a forecast. I know. This is, this is just saying what the result was. Yeah, but remember that talking about <laughs> inflation, you start going backwards to say, oh, this yeah. is why inflation is happening. You have to look backwards to do stats. Most of the times, you look backwards to do stats. Stats is extrapolation. Use what has happened to extrapolate what will happen. Right? So, yeah, you can. this guy shouldn't need to be told that six is your baseline. You, you're having to say, you're, you're not a data scientist, you're an engineer. Uh, he thought you were a data scientist, but these guys have a data science, uh, uh, they have that data scientists in the club. Yeah. But finally, why I mentioned perception, because I want, I want to cut this and move. Manchester United uh, only jumped from sixth to third. Ferdinand came out and said, Manchester United are back. There was that whole vibe that things are getting better. Then they came second. They came, uh, they, they came second. And then they believed they were close. They were close. That's what they believed. They had done better. Then they bought players. So nobody was expecting them to be dropping from second to six. That's why I'm it's sorry, a disaster. Have to we, we that's that too, though. Let me just push back a little hard on that. Mm-hmm. Don't say nobody. Most no, I'm just saying general. Team, most people looked at that team and correctly mm-hmm. sussed out that this team needs to fix their defense shield issue. That's right? true. 
People said it when Ronaldo got signed. We all look. We all talked. That, to, wait, that's true. We all talked to mm-hmm. outside of this thing. We all talked. People looked at Ronaldo and said, "That's not the priority. We really should be having a show, right?" Correct. Okay. Correct. Oh, that's sorry. I didn't cut you off. Yeah, Jay, he's talking to you. I think yeah. You're the one. Oh, sorry, I was basically sorry. Oh, just sorry. really quick, I was basically saying, um, but even at that time, we, we it goes back to the context thing, right? Um, Ole. Uh, that COVID season, the first season, we took a long break. Players got back. You know, we had a great um, return uh, from COVID, from the long break we had a COVID. Great. We finished third. Oh, was it fourth we finished? Uh, third. Third, third or fourth? Third. Yeah, fourth. Oh, third. Sorry, third. Third. And then um, the next season was still that COVID period, right? And then, like we said, all the other teams were just not performing to the heights that they should have been. Chelsea had, you know, Frank Lampard that, you know, um, Arsenal had just gotten a, what's his name, to um, Arteta, who was still trying to find his feet. Tottenham was in disarray with Mourinho. So, yes, we can look at it and say, oh, like Ole had, you know, he's been the best coach based on results or whatever, but it's all based on what was ha- what was the context in place, right? So, uh, what was the thing I was going to say as well, too? Sorry, guys. I just um, want to point out that what you're saying doesn't get us anywhere, though. I get to what you're saying. It doesn't get anywhere. You're saying, why Why is the why is the fourth, fifth, sixth team finishing third and second? The, the, the question is, why yeah, are we the also, fourth, okay, so, the sorry, question but, should be, why are we the fourth, fifth, sixth team? Period. Yes. Period. But that's why it goes, right? Why are we the fourth, fifth, sixth team? But, that goes, but that's because we never had, the, like we said, the right recruitment and the right coach in charge. That's why. So that's why those two seasons that only finished third and second was just like, I'm not going to put those season because yes, we won games when it did matter sometimes. Yes, we did. But like, I'm trying to say it's if we did ha- like, that was a false, that was a false um, standing. Yeah, false season, done. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was yeah, an false illusion. Done. Yeah. That was an illusion. Yeah. That's so that's why people were saying that we're back. We're back. But this season, to be fair, the players that we signed, and even though we're talking about our defense needed work, I think we need our midfield needed work. But our defense, you know, Maguire in the Euros, if you rated him in the Euros, you said that he had a good Euros. Varane coming in, Varane is Champions League Varane. And Juan Bissaka mm-hmm. is good defensively. Yes, offensively, he's not that great. But we figured um, with Sancho coming in um, and having maybe, I don't want to say his name, we felt that we had a better help for him on the wing, so that way his offensive ability would um, would not be so exposed. But that did not happen. Sancho was playing on the left. Um, you know, then what's his name uh, left the team for obviously the right re- for for good reason. So things did not plan out the way we thought it was going to plan out. But I think at the beginning of the season, we thought that yeah, with the investments that we had, we could get to that next level. But then, like we said, all the other teams that we're talking about that were not, you know, performing in the last two seasons actually started performing the season. And then that really exposed that goes back to the same problem. We did not have the right recruitment or the right coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quickly, let me say something quickly. Sorry. I'll be 30 seconds. I, I just remembered something now. <laughs> yeah, this is it, right? Why was it? Remember something with Conte when Conte came to Spurs? And yeah. Conte was complaining. Like he was kind of doing the right kind of complaints. Where he, I don't lose like this. I don't hate to lose. If you don't want to support me, fire me. All those things he was doing, you don't find out why he was doing it. Because the man had a vision. 
he could see his, where his team had weaknesses. He kind of fixed it. And then, you know, he's going to make all some of the right moves. Not saying that he's going to win the league next season, but you know, he's going to make Spurs stronger. Yeah, I don't think Conte has a vision. I think Conte has a reputation to protect. Like, he protects it so viciously. So viciously, that's, like, that's right. You love with him for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, this RR excuse people. I, I purposely didn't say the word RR. RR Conte, look at it, you know, very objectively. So, you know, it's what... When RR came in, when uh, Ralph came in, we had, like, 70 points on the table to go get. So, let's leave that one aside. Conte, Conte is, is not only. And um, Ayer is one of the big people that said, hey, United really should be hiring. And I, I agree. You should really have been... Yeah. For some reason or other, the club doesn't like to make decisions like that. Go see how long it took to um, hire Mourinho. See how long it took to yeah. hire Hag. Yeah, right. I mean, look, Please. regardless of how, regardless of how uh, Ralph Ragnick did, all he had to go. I don't care if Ralph, yeah. Ralph Ragnick lost every game he had, all he still had to go. But I, everything we've said so far really just takes us back to two years ago when some of us were trying to say that, look, what you guys are seeing, what we're seeing is not improvement. Right, we went from sixth to third. Some of us were still kind of pensive, like, nah, it's not really improvement. Then we went to second, and you know, we couldn't control some people. <laughs> Everybody was in was in euphoria, improvement, improvement, improvement. And because of that expectation, right, of improvement, Ronaldo came in, Varane came in, uh, what's his face? Ch Sancho came in. Oh, oh, now we're gonna win the league, or we're gonna challenge. But look, we knew that that was not possible. Why? Again, because we knew it was not improvement. You can't tell me you 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 look. We finished number two, nineteen points behind Manchester City, right? In a season where Liverpool pretty much were non-existent, Chelsea were you know doing whatever whatever Chelsea does. Like it was not improvement. It was not improvement at all. And now when when Chucky says that look, the recruitment team um, shares you know sixty percent of the blame. Who's the face of that team? The face they present to us is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Because guess what? He's the one who comes out to, on camera, says, ah, I'm, I'm happy with my midfield. And I brought him Van de Beek, but I don't know how to use him. I'll leave yeah, him the bench. That's, that's lazy. Everybody, I, for, for one, everybody knows he didn't sign that player, right? No, no, no. But Chuki, what I'm trying to tell you is this. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Oli comes out, Oli comes out and says and makes us believe that he is in charge, that he calls the shot. Wally didn't make you do anything. You chose no, to no, believe. No, 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 Chuki, no, 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 Chuki, no, 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 no. The, you, you chose to believe. Like this, okay, this is the, this is an example of someone being presented by Dina but still ends up in the right or wrong hypothesis, right? Is there's nothing such as fake position, fake improvement, fake. There is though. These are all social there media is. words. There is. But there okay, is. But there's the nothing like that. Let me make this one point. For every competition. For someone to finish ahead of the other, that means that other person didn't do something right. No, but, but our points but were not anything special. But you can have time when you were making the lead position before. argument. When it, you it, were making the lead position argument, right? Yes. You were looking at, oh, we, we went from third to second. Must be improvement. No. No, 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 no. You can't simply come to that conclusion that just because I came from third to second, there was no, there was no improvement. So like, it was improvement. It must have been I regression. Have, I have to, I have to okay. balance the league the, the 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 numerical position on the league table I, by what i see on the pitch you cannot tell me that if you bring those two together that you could have reached a reasonable conclusion that there was an improvement there was no improvement and we were saying this we were saying this but hey look it took it took what, why wait why, why do you think you're correct based on the math is look it's either you improved 
with the resources you had that you couldn't manage your because, resources? Because when we came sixth, we had 66 points. And when we came third, we had 66 points. Exactly. exactly. So, so, that's, so that's why at the top, that's why I was talking about points. Points mm -hmm. is based on situational environment and ecosystem. So you can't really just jump on points. The issue there is you come second and you do not you do not progress because you burnt out your resources. That's I said it. You burn your resources. You can't have Maguire playing 35 games this season, 35 games the next season, and another 35 games the other season. No club on top does it. None. Go check, go check the data. Right? Okay. So you're playing in a field where you don't have resources. That's the cheat. That's the cheat. So let me right. jump in. So I, I, I let me finish. Let me end this section and see yes. my points. Uh, my percentage of blame, I'm going to the hierarchy of blame. 50% uh, goes to the board. I don't want to repeat everything everybody has said. I'm going to talk, hit some points before I'm not talked about. 30% goes to social, in my opinion. 15% to the players and 5% to Ara, Ragnik. So let me start with the board. It's been clear for so long, right? Like best in class. Like I've been screaming about it. Probably... Probably too early, maybe. I tried to scream about this DOF thing since 2016, 15, maybe. I've been screaming about this thing for a long time. They're like, okay, let's get a direct of football. It's best in class. Do the best in class thing. Let's do it. Let's do it. We just kept doubling down. We doubled, we doubled down like, oh, no, we're going to continue the Ferguson model, right, where we're going to have the coach pretty much deciding everything. Like, however the coach wants to construct the squad, we let him construct the squad in that way. We did it with, with uh, LVG. Didn't work. We fired LVG. We went to a different, totally model from possession football to like low block with with um, Joe Mourinho. He wanted to buy older players. We did it for a while. When it wasn't working, we fired him. At that time, they were telling us about that. I hope everybody remembers that when they fired Mourinho, December 2018, the board came out and were telling us they were they were there was an official statement that they were tracking for Mitchell. They listed some people. 2018 December, they still did not do it. What did they do? They brought in Socha in six months, and that's my problem with the Ragnik brain. In six months of Socha's uh, performance, we gave him a job, and this is where, where we ended, right? Um, we didn't have director of football. We did the same thing, the manager constructed the squad, and when he was constructing the squad, right, it was kind of clear for people that know more than me. I always like to go back to this. People that know more than me were calling this out, that this is not a sustainable model for different reasons. For every reason that all of you have, have hit on, but the most important, one of the most important reasons that um, I was seeing and people were calling out is the fact that the way he was constructing his squad, there was no inherent style of play. It was not going to be sustainable. People, and the crack started shooting last season. It was clear. It started shooting towards the last season. The Premier League, like most big leagues, is a copycat league. People started figuring out the cracks in Manchester United. In the midfield, and everybody started copying it. And the fact that we came into the season, and this is why I go back to the board. We came into the season, did not sign a deal. Not one defensive, not one central midfielder. And we still constructed the squad like based on what? Like who looked, and that's why I've been, but who looked at last season data-wise? Who looked at it and said, Oh, this season. We're not going to prioritize the DM. We have like a performance team. But who looked at it when it was clear that last season, even though we came second in the midfield, like we could not control possession. There were so many holes in that midfield. How we considered good. There was so much pressure on defense. Nobody made, made anything. That's that's the first. The second thing was the way we finished, right? It's 
this is a board that you think they are learning. Whoever they are doing, like Chuki said, I'm not good. Whoever the person is, the board, I'm just going to stick with the board. Whether it's mortar, whether it's woodwork. Who looked at it? And after doing it two times, the LVG with Mario, that they still could not figure out that the last part of the rebuild is the most important part. Who looked at it and they still said, oh, let's back Oligona Social. And they added three pieces and missed the most important complementary piece in the midfield. And it all came crashing down. It's still the board, right? Now, I'll, I'll keep. I'll, I'll stay on the board too. Like everybody talked about, we got to this season again. It started poorly. There were opportunities to just let Social go. They did not do it. Conte was there. And the reason why I was talking about Conte is because of two reasons, right? I feel like Conte, when we fired Mourinho, would have not worked. Like, you have to look at the profile of a club and where your players versus who the manager is. But I looked at the where we were, like, okay, we have some good pieces here. Conte is the guy that will come in very quickly and say, okay, these are where the holes are. Let's plug these holes with these players, tactical organization, and we're trying to get top four, whatever, and make a run again the next season, if possible, maybe challenge. If not, after two years, it's going to blow up. That's Conte. We know that. So that was what I saw. Like, okay, based on investment already, 400 million down the drain, who can come and plug it? A firefighter. But we did not. They waited and waited and Conte went and there still wasn't any plan. Then the way they had Ragnik, that's why I stayed with the board. I go back to what the, the thing that came out in December. They made us believe this was a long-term vision. Oh, they've been tracking Ragnik for one year. The reason why they are bringing it is because of the consultant. You know, just all that BS that came, came out. I was just like, okay. Let's see if it's true. Then, of course, like the Manchester United PR propaganda always does. As the results started changing, it switched to like, oh, Ragnar could be judged based on his top four. I mean, that's the for me, that's one of the dumbest press reads or whatever that came out then. It's so dumb because it's like you're hiring somebody for the last 10 years who is known for director of football and you bring him to come be a coach. And you first tell us, oh, it's what he's going to do after that matters. But when it starts changing, you say you're going to determine what it does if after, if they will listen to him, if he finishes top four. I'm just like, these people are so dumb. Then you didn't give him a player. You didn't give him no player to sign. Spurs, who have a Spurs that had a worse team than us, got two players. They got Ben Tucker, they got Kulusevsky. They were going for top four. January Middle was there. They were like, eh, they're going to wait till summer before they back anybody. How dumb is that? How dumb is that? <laughs> when you know Champions League football is so critical for player decision making and attracting talent, we've been through this before. We did this in Europa and we overpaid Zlatan, Pogba. We did this before. It's like the board doesn't learn. So I'm like, like what is this? And they, they let the season burn to the ground. And now rumors are begging De Young. He's like, this is what's going to happen when you could have prevented this in January. So that's why for me, the board gets 50%. For social. Everything you have raised, right? The only one thing I'm going to bring up was the fact that he tried to do the whole, let me get Bruno. Because Bruno pretty much saves social job. If you want to be honest, if you want to look at yeah. the hard fact, like Chiki said, the trend line, Bruno saved social job. If yeah. the Bruno signing didn't work, social would social have been fired. Was that 2019? Whatever that is, they bought him, he would have been fired. Yeah. Bruno saved his job. He did the Bruno thing, it worked. Where Bruno came, Bruno, I think they called him like the Iberian at the time, Steven Gerrard. Pretty much like, the system was Bruno. It was Bruno was a system, like defensive discipline. Bruno figured out the final third, and it worked for a while until people figured it out. <laughs> like we're always going to figure it out. So there was no sustainable model of how he wanted to play going forward. And when I say this now, I'm 
always go back. I not everybody has to be a system person. That's fine. The problem with with what he was trying to do is you you have to now be very very careful how you identify players because Asenwenga, contrary to opinion, wasn't a system guy. A lot of people think he wasn't, but Asenwenga was identifying like how would I put. It? He was putting square when he, at his prime, not later on. He was putting square pegs in square holes. When it's like that, we have Social wasn't doing that. You cannot tell me, oh yeah, that he was. I remember all those things. He was trying to improve the style incrementally and go to a progressive style of football. But then you identify Juan Bissaka, oh Maguire. Like it's it's weird. Like the signings were weird when I was looking at it. It was weird, and I was saying it then. But like you know, at some time you have to like I have to quiet down a little bit because I was like, okay, whatever, it's working. Because you don't want to be like the fan who is like hating on your own club. But it just looked weird. And when it came crashing down, it came crashing down like, like a, a pack of cards. So that's why social gets 30%. Now the players, my goodness, like the whole thing that came out with like, how many managers? Some of these players have been through four or five managers. The same, the same reoccurring thing. I don't want to talk about injuries. That's fine. That's players' body. Players don't injure themselves. But like, just the professionalism, all the leaks that came out, the constant leaks. This club has been doing these leaks thing since how many years now? Since more now that Jesse Lingard is gone, I, I think the leaks will since more because Jesse Jesse was Jesse was a mole. Jesse Lingard was a mole. I don't know about that. I oh, I said it. I allegedly, 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 <laughs> allegedly. Let's say allegedly. But anyways, back so the players, all the nonsense, the lack of professionalism, just the lack of self-respect in some games. The Brighton game, the Watford game, like the Bruno Snicky thing. I said that was very sneaky. Everybody, you know, I wasn't a big social fan, right? But like, that was a sneaky move. When I saw that, I said that this is sneaky. Come on now, what's that? That was just performing. Like, you probably knew that. Like, they those guys down tools. It was clear they down tools. And now after the game, like, oh, blame us, please. Don't don't do that. Don't perform. Just walk away. Like, if, if you want to be a snake, be a full snake. Don't do this performance bullshit that they were doing. The last thing, Ragnar. I think Zaza's hit every point. The one point I think I didn't like that he did. You know, somebody raised it up. I was watching something where I was like, wow, I didn't even think of this. The fact that he was saying players are not fit for purpose, like he's devaluing the players. And that affects mm -hmm. us in the transfer market. Because now everybody knows United have to sell. It's like, oh, yeah, you have yeah, to sell? Yeah. That was very done by him. Yeah. That's was, right. That's good. right. And the reason why you have to criticize him for that is he's been a director of football. Like this right. is always like yeah. value players. Yeah. So that's I, the one thing I'll give you know, very, very happy. I just jump in point. not to, to step on you, you know, just to follow up on your Ragni point. Here's the issue that a lot of people haven't mentioned. Ragni came in, there's a lot of contractual blah blah blah. Let's leave that at what happens in the contract rooms. Don't fans like try to you know try to figure it out. Don't worry about that. What you need yeah. to worry about is about intent. Ragni wants to be back in coaching, is why he came back to United, right. He hadn't been coaching for a while. He wanted, wanted don't worry about the consultancy job yeah. and him, you know, recruiting, blah, blah. He wants to be a manager. And United being critically ill was a big opportunity for him to do That's so. True. The minute things started getting sideways, and I agree with Ayon, not only did they not give him players, he let players go. The minute things start going south, and with his ambition and him knowing that he wanted to be United manager or somebody else's manager, that's when the performances, his press conferences really just cracked up a lot. Yeah. Right? So, again, it's like um, you, you you have a situation where there's conflict of interest. Right? 
So that, that was not good. And you and, have and I, and a direct line to mark off for that. And I think Ragnick, Ragnick kind of let off because on some he knew that he had no future. So he was like, I'm not going to be here in three months anyway. I might as well say everything I want to say, right, and burn the place down. Yeah. And and to Chuki's point, it is true. Ragnick did want to be a he did want to be a coach because before he came to United, I think a year before, yeah. they tried to bring him on at AC Milan yeah. to kind of work with Pioli on some level. And when he walked into that meeting, he literally told him like, "Yeah, I'm going to. I, I want to have more authority than the manager. Like, I want to be the manager of the team." And they were like, "No, no, no. We already have one." So yeah, you're right. He he actually did want to be a coach, like slash manager. So for me, I mean, that's kind of why I, mean, I think we've overflowed the issue. I think the board need to figure that their, their stuff out, even this summer. And that, for me, just takes us right into uh, the final part, which is the three to five positions United need to sign to improve uh, Manchester United. Oh, okay, Josh. So, Josh, I know you say you have to. Uh, sorry, sorry, Josh, but I think we already said it. <laughs> I wish we already sure. said that. We already answered this question with this analysis. I'm just laughing, but go on. No, no, I just have to leave. So let me just tell you, you have to leave now. Yeah, okay. Just, just jump in. Who do you have three, five positions? Um, to be honest, I don't really have too many people in mind right now. Uh, but, but just about the positions, if you don't have the players. Just, just positions. positions. I think for me, like I've said, I think midfield is, 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 is crucial. It's the engine of a team. It's the heart. It's the heartbeat of a team. And um, we've just... It, you know, like we've talked about our defenders being poor. And a lot of times when you watch United, the way, um, what's, uh, what's it called? Uh, what What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, turnovers. The, you know, the way we lose, the, when we lose the ball uh, in the final third, how quick the other team advances to our defensive half. It's just ridiculous. It's like we literally have no players in the middle of the park. So I think that's... If we can create a structure in the middle, that's just going to improve the entire team because now the defenders are not constantly under so much pressure every time when without the ball. And then two, it would also benefit the forwards because be the forwards would also get uh, better service. Um, in terms of players, I'm a little skeptical about the De Jong um, link. I just feel this is going to be another um, – it's going to be another flop. I just honestly believe that. I'm not saying that he's not a talented player, but we brought talented players. We have one of the most talented players leaving the club on a free. So this whole, oh, he's a talent, he's a talent. He hasn't really pulled trees at Barcelona. And Barcelona is, you know, in a similar position as United, you know, where they're trying to find their identity again. They're trying to get back to winning ways. In La Liga, it's a bit different. They can, you know, turn things around. But in the EPL... There's just too many teams to compete with, you know, so it's not as easy to just turn things around in the EPL like it is in La Liga. So I'm a little skeptical uh, with him coming in. And also, like we've said, it's going it's going to be high wages as well because Barcelona needs money. So they're not going to let their most priced asset leave on, you know, on a cheap. So I'm a little nervous about that. Um, I like the Timber um, links, I think, just because of his experience with uh, Ten Hag. I think that might be something that we need. Someone that's young, someone that's hungry uh, to play in the EPL, to play for Manchester United. Uh, Basuma is someone that I do really like. I love his style of play. Uh, you know, when you look at the likes of Kemavinga, another person I wish we, you know, if we had had a better recruitment system, 
years ago with a better coach. Kimavinga is a player that could have been at Manchester United, I think. You know, um, Basuma has similar qualities in the way, you know, um, silky on the ball. He's good defensively and he can also move forward as well. We need players like that that can just create that base for us. And I think we're lacking that. So other than that, I don't really have too many players in mind right now that I think will come in and, you know, really change our fortunes. So this is why we're relying on um, Ten Hag to create a system and to bring in players that fit that system. And right, I I don't really think those players are going to be household names. I think it's players that we might not have heard of uh, much, we might not have heard much of. Um, So that's what I'm hoping would happen. But that's just my take on the investment piece. I think it's going to be mostly, um, I think we need wingbacks. We need wingbacks for sure on the right and on the left. And then we also need uh, uh, at least two starting, two midfielders that can come in and start. A defensive midfielder for sure. And then um, somebody like a CM in the base there. So. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for your thoughts. Uh, very quickly, I'll just run through mine. I think we need. <laughs> I was. I'm buying three midfielders. I'm. Be, I'm being honest with you, everybody, man. Three midfielders for me. I'm buying a DM. There's a Sangar. I think he's called Sangar. Sangar something. Sangar. I'll get him. Uh, two central midfielders. I'll get a replacement. No replacement. Sorry, someone I can fill in for Bruno Ericsson on free is not a bad opinion. In my opinion, it's not a bad option. Uh, uh, another central midfielder um, that can start, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I want the only person that can that I want to start the next season from that midfield is Bruno. The other everybody that midfield can, should be benched. So I need another midfielder. So that's three positions: a DM, a CM, and an attacking midfielder. Not even Van der Beek starts for you. I don't think so. I, I don't think he has done enough. Well, you know what? Who am I? Ten Hag knows him. If he says he has done enough, fine. I'm just looking for what I've judged him for the past one year. I haven't seen enough to trust him. I need a right back. I'm sorry. I don't care about I, that right back. I don't care about anybody that's there. I do not. Dalo, one piece, like, I don't care about any of them. I need a new right back. And the final position is a forward. Nkunku, but we don't have the money. Someone in that profile, let me use that word. The next Nkunku, like we say, they said the next Kante. Who is the next Nkunku? Let's get let's get that person. I don't know who that is. Let's get that person. Someone that can play across the front line. That can play as a ten, as a striker and play across the front line. Because the Ten Hag system is very fluid. Those are my thoughts. Who wants to go next? Very quickly. I'll go quickly. Uh, I think you and Josh said what uh, said some of the stuff. The thing is, uh, the, the young, the young is. Well, I don't like that buy. I've been complaining about it because it just. It makes me pensive. I'm going. Do these guys learn? And why I'm saying that is, let's let's think about it this way. You have a you don't have unlimited transfer funds. So why are you trying to spend seventy million on a guy who is a system guy? I mean, you're trying to build a system, but this guy is a system guy, and he is in that kind of system. He is what you call the cherry. It's like the same thing that happened when we bought Ronaldo. Ronaldo is a cherry on top of that team. You know, the cake you build the team then you put him on top of it because you have to make sure he has the pieces around him people that are going to run off him you know so with uh if you spend the bulk of your money on the young where are you going to get the right back from where are you going to get the because for me it's two defense two uh, midfielders if possible two defensive midfielders where are you going to get um the 
right winger, which you don't still don't have. Okay, maybe you get Pelestri, but you still need a striker. And when you're looking for a striker, you're not trying to sign a striker who's going to be like 10 million pounds, you know, like a bench striker. You're looking for the striker who's going to be here next season. Yeah. I mean, the season after next as well. Yeah. Because Ronaldo has maybe one or two seasons left. He's not immortal. He, you know, you can get someone who's low profile, you know, to learn on that Ronaldo and ease the burden off him. But you really need to spend your money wisely. So this 70 million on one marquee player, it, it just feels like you're, just, you're not learning. Spread it around. Look for good free transfers. Look for 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds that fit in, will run forever. And then maybe next season you start looking for the De Youngs. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just what I feel. But for me, it's a striker, uh, a, a right winger if you can, two DMs and a right back. I agree with the right back. Okay. And if you stretch it, you get a left back. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, I just have to leave now. But okay. Yeah, definitely been fun chatting with you guys. And yeah, I'm guessing we'll probably continue the conversation, the transfer conversations over the summer. So that's right. Okay. Uh, thanks. thanks. I appreciate it, Aya. Thanks for the yeah. invite as well. Okay. Uh, take care, guys. All right, Josh. Thank you. Okay, uh, I'll just try to stay consistent here. Like, I think we should just kind of move away from our model period. Even with ETH in here, we should just look at profiles. Um, I might mention a few names, but I'm not married to names. I'm just married to um, capability and what our team needs. Right. Um, I would say style of play, pattern of play. I mean, there's a lot of people into like system football. I like what ETH said when he was asked directly. He's like, hey, well, what's, what's going to be your style? He said, my style of play. Is going to be on my um, based on my resources on my players. They're going to dictate what I'm going to do. Any good manager will be is the a good manager is someone that consistently overperforms with the, the resources they have. That's what a good manager is, yeah. or at, at least at par with the resources they have. Simple. You know, it doesn't matter patterns that is if you are overperforming with the resources you're given, then you're a good manager. What what does United need? Immediately DM, right? Just a profile. We need at least two shields. One shield goes down, we have a second shield we can bring from the bench. Mm-hmm. We need two shields. I don't care what their name is, who yeah. they are. We need people that can do that work effectively, right? The next thing we need is durability in the back. We need durable, strong center back. We have enough finesse, cat-like, you know, we all, in our group, our group, we like this term, cat and dog, right? We have enough cats. Yeah. We can keep our cats. We need to bring like a bulldog. That's, you know, we need a bulldog, a, yeah. a CB, strong bulldog. The only place I'll deviate from the spine is the wing back. I mean, I earn most of you. We need that, not just on the right, blah, blah. Me personally, I have to pay AWB. One name I'll call out because you need to lock down games when you're ahead at some point. You need to remove someone, you put someone in, I'll lock the game down, right? So if I was there, they could do whatever they want. But I'll bring in two wing backs and I will concentrate them just on the right. I'll pin up that you peanut butter spreading like against um, the two wings, the the two wings. We need two durable wing backs that are long busters, and they have a good balance between defense and attack. Right. That's how you do. Yeah. It. You don't have money to spend for more. You need one. You can't get an overly attacking one. Mm-hmm. Right, because we don't have the balance on the bench. You need to buy a whole player just to balance out the difference. You just kind of get a profile anywhere. I don't care if it's I got to be to be fair, it's so weird. It's so weird, but everywhere is actually 
has holes. But please continue. Yeah, I'm just saying like what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is that I don't care if they take food in there from Agon Palace way or Rumbar North. I don't care where they're from. We just need those profiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ford, we need the profile we need for Ford is a younger age to depress the age profile there. And we need someone that's consistently reliable. Like we can rely on our production. Doesn't matter if it goes up, down, but we don't have like steep falls, like maybe like what we're seeing from Rashford or Marshall. Mm-hmm. Right? The last thing we need to bring is the goalkeeper. That's the last spine. It's mm-hmm. the base of the spine. Mm-hmm. Right. We need somebody that is the eleven passer, somebody that's an absolute commander. It's kind of what we need. Yeah. So that's why I did. So DMCB wing back forward and goalkeeper. That's if I was given a bulk of money, this is where I'll pin up butter spread the money. Okay. Yeah. The whole squad, man. That's, that's a whole, whole like uh, no, but but uh, Dollar, please go ahead before I say that's this. Five positions. That's where five positions, six players, because the wing box is two. Yeah. Five positions. No, seven. Seven. Uh, to the end. One, two, th- oh, you're right. Thank you. I lied. That's what I said. But it makes sense because you're losing eleven players. You guys are about to do a pep at Manchester United. I'm trying to stay within the bounds of reality, knowing the kind of team I'm dealing with, Manchester United. Yeah. You know how we do. Yeah. Um, I think I think we need uh six players, five to six players across four positions. I will buy two center, I'll get two center backs. Uh, and same as Chucky said, we need dogs, right? We have enough cats. We need we need dogs and we need fast dogs, right? Um again, because my assumption is Ten Hag is gonna gonna want to play high line, right? And he's going to wanna maybe do a little bit a little bit more pressing. Um because of that, we we need I don't I'm not I'm not really sure what kind of center mid he needs again because I don't know if he wants to play a six and eight and a ten or two eights and a ten or three eights. I, I don't know, but either way, we need two center mids, right? We need two center mids. Maybe one is gonna be like a legit center defensive mid, and then the second one is like a more of a box-to-box kind of play. Right. We need one right winger. There is still no solution to our right to our to our right wing, right? We bought somebody by the name of Sancho. Guess where we put him? We put that man on the left. Okay, there is still no solution to that right wing problem. The one that used to play there, bro, we don't know if he's gonna get out of get out of jail. I mean, get out of his legal problem. Problem. Um, and we need one center forward. The center forward we've been we've we've been we've been linked with. I don't like him. Uh, I need somebody who can take care of the ball. I need somebody who's good with his back to goal. Oh, which one? Which one? Huh? What's the name? That yeah. 22-year-old boy from Portugal. What's his name? Nunes. Um, Nunes. Nunes. I don't. Yeah. I don't like him. I. I. I, I don't like him. He's a. He's um, a more of a winger player. Cutting. Well, yeah. they, they call. They call him a center forward. That's what they call. Yeah, him. he makes those runs out wide. More of like Henry and. He, he's a player. Play, he's a player that needs to see grass in front of him. To mm-hmm. score. Right, he's not good in traffic, and again, you know, we're going to face a lot of teams that will low block. Hot, yeah, um, I'm. I think Ten Hag can get something out of out of Delo, uh at right back. I think so. So I'll give him. I'll give Delo one more season again, just because Wan Bissaka has had more than enough time 
to wow. prove, you know, himself to us. So I'll give Dalot one more season and see what Ten Hag can do with him. Same on the left, either Tellers or Shaw, they can battle it out between the both of them. See what Ten Hag can do with either of them. So as far as fullbacks, let's, I w- I'm willing to give that one more season. Uh, so yeah, two center backs, again, two fast dogs of center backs, two center mids, one right wing, and one center forward. But realistically, I, we're probably not going to get more than three players this transfer window. I'm just telling you guys. We're not getting more than three players. If we're lucky, four. That's fair. That's fair. Four players. Uh... I think if enough players go on loan, then you add the people that actually just leave, pata, pata, just leave. I think five to four to five is where we should be. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Yeah, but there was something I was going to say quickly. Uh, you know, I said the Jolla finish, which is... Um... That's the other thing that you, why I said I don't want the young buyers. I just realized when, as Chucky was talking, because I was looking at it as three to five players. And when Chucky started talking, I realized it's three to five positions. Positions, yeah. Yeah. But then the three to five positions is also, you know, it's basically an opportunity cost that you get this one, you don't get that one. Because, like, you don't have wingbacks, honestly. You only have show. Who's really okay, but he's not. He's not. His injury record means he's not reliable. And then you like you lost eleven players. And a lot of those eleven players are starters. They have to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you're saying, maybe Pelestri is going to step in. He's gonna. You know. So yeah, man, don't spend your money on one big shiny stuff. You, you, you have, you're still you still need food, man. Even Ahmad, I don't want to see him near that starting eleven. So that's why you might you might be that's the other thing. The other thing I want to say is you let's learn to be patient, we fans, because you might be seeing a lot of Ahmad, Pelestri, Grim Ghana, because I don't see how this guy is gonna replace all this hope. So you might end up without a striker because the money might go to something else. You might end up so without that, I, I think it depends on what the next and none of us talked about it, which yeah. I, I understood. We're just talking, I want to keep us very concentrated on yeah. player profile. Yeah. What's the expectation next season? Is it back to the floor, which Let's be honest, it's probably fourth. That's the floor. Let's get back there and stabilize. No, no. If that's, that, if that's, if that's, that's the case... The, that's the ceiling right now. Yeah. The floor is 6-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten Hag... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think, said the yeah, baseline yeah, is 6. Remember, that's what yeah, you yeah, yeah. was. The ceiling so, was... But I also said a good manager overperforms with the resources. So that's kind yeah. of... We're hoping that Ten Hag is a good manager. So oh, by the way, guys, I think Ronaldo will leave. Just putting out... This season... This season or next season? Ronaldo is gone before the transfer window ends. Yeah. No, he's not. Because okay. he's literally come out and said. I know, but that's what he did at Juventus. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's money situation with Ronaldo. I think he mm-hmm. he's not in a team where Ronaldo will be Ronaldo. Ronaldo do Ronaldo things, but he's not in a team that's very healthy, where he'll be always swimming against the the current. So we don't, you know, it's just, just unfortunate that it, that can't yeah. happen in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing he said, what are the expectations? Uh, I think it's the, the the floor is good for me. I want to be very honest and say six next season is good for me. Okay. But, uh, not 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 because I'm not ambitious. I'm just being realistic. Six days is a good floor. Yeah, we've yeah, been uh, we've been everything apart. That's where we are. Mm-hmm, I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I said that, like people should be ready for next because yeah. it's going to be bad. I I mm-hmm. think it's going to be bad. It's going to be rough. There'll be some good games, but it's gonna be rough. So push be ready. I think you're gonna have and that, and I say this, and I don't want to do it too much on like Ten Hag and systems and all that stuff, like Chucky said, but 
I think a lot of people when this when managers say that, and I'm replying to Chucky, yeah, okay, the system thing. I think what people don't understand is they're not saying that it, Tenag is not all of a sudden become a counter attacking manager. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So what he's yeah. saying is he's going to tweak some things, but his philosophy, yeah, yeah. Is of his possession football, mm -hmm. and this is a team that for five six years, let's remember these guys. They were not playing possession football. No, I totally agree. I think I think yeah. I want more line than you think is what I'm saying mm -hmm. that everybody's not free floating. Everybody has a specific thing they're comfortable with. They've been doing for years. Is their philosophy. Yeah. But when they enter a room and they don't see the right, they will tweak something. Square pegs and round, mm -hmm. you know, square pegs and round pegs. They were like, okay, what? How do I, you know, what do I do? They'll tweak some things. That's why I think yeah. they tweak something. Yeah. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. So those trying yeah. those tweaking. Process people need to be ready. What's going to happen next season? This is a team uh, that I keep saying have not played position football, so a lot of things there'll be a lot of adjustment process. So I just hope when we hit bad patches, the bad patches doesn't lead to dressing room unrest. That's the, yeah. that's the part I'm nervous about. I'm very very nervous about that next season. I'm very nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. So how, how do you how do you avoid dressing room unrest when you have a fractured rest, uh, dressing room already? It's like no, you 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 find I, a sense of purpose. Personally, I'll be very honest with you. Personally, mm -hmm. I had a choice. Ronaldo is not staying in United. I'm moving Ronaldo. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Ferguson last season, and that's something I didn't want to talk about too much. Mm -hmm. And the United board as a whole literally made United Ronaldo yeah, yeah. bigger than the club. That movie made first mm -hmm. went to social bench team against Villa. So you don't bench your best player. Made, yeah, mm -hmm. made a whole mess about it and doing under Ragnick. So personally, I think if we have a bad patch <clears> next season. <throat> And that bad patch kind of somehow involves Ronaldo not doing well. And maybe to get out of that bad patch, and this is all hypothetical, right? Ragnick, uh, sorry, Ten Hag says, oh, let me tweak some things. You sit on the bench. That could lead to just more rest. I'm just being honest. It could. And that's what I'm very nervous about. I'm yeah, very the, other, the other part of this equation, which none of us talked about, is that um, Ronaldo actually did well last season compared, you know, given the situation he was in. And what I'm saying is that Technically, Ronaldo, I wouldn't have expected him to play as well as he did because he, you know, I, I was criticizing him a lot in the, the season. This is very hard for me to say because this is a guy I really don't like. And you guys know why. I don't want to go into it. But he plays best off runners, you know, with runners off him, with somebody else. You know, like, and there was none of that. It was, and so you would still need to play maybe two, two center forwards to get that's yourself right. out of Ronaldo. That's, that's actually not going to work. Yeah. No, but why, why can't Bruno run? Why can't Bruno be the runner? Bruno but is you, a pseudo striker. You, but you have, to, you have to give Ronaldo credit because I'm yeah. saying one like when he went from like, look, this is mixed priorities. What's up with this club? It's always mixed priorities. Like we always, we can never shy away from picking the shiny thing first, right? But you have to give Ronaldo credit. He was put in a position where he could show that he's the problem, or he could show other people with the problem, and he ended up showing that you know what. Other people are just as much as a problem that I am. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. I think I, I'm here. more of a problem because he, he just got here. Some of these people have been here, you know, they've been here for a while. But please, let me, let me let's, interrupt. Let's the it's almost two hours already. This is one of the longest ones we've done in a while. The therapy session. Uh, okay, before we end, there's something monumental that happened in football today. And I have to say it. Wales have qualified for the World Cup. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Wales! I'm serious. Yeah, uh, it was. I think it's the first time for. It's in the first what? time ever. Oh wow! 
So congratulations. I mean, I was a friend, but kudos to the to to Wales. I got it though. Wales golf. Madrid, right? That's how he says it. Yes. <laughs> the flag off. Donkey of the week. Donkey of the week. Who's donkey of the week? Liverpool. Based on what you guys says, Liverpool they're in the first position. They really should be. Four yeah. 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 Quadruple to almost zero. Yeah. But no, no, for real though. Ah, uh, donkey of the week honestly has to go to UEFA and the French police for what they did to those match-going fans. Uh, like you know, pepper spraying children. Like I saw, like, it was it was just a complete mess. It just was. a complete mess. So totally unwarranted. And then they try to lie about it, talking about fans arrived late. Nah, 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 nah. That picture. This, this is gone on too long. Two hours. I'm cutting it here. Thank you everyone for joining. Like, share, Chuki, Daily Man, Zaza, Ogakwame. Like, share, subscribe, and we're out. <laughs> Peace, guys. How to cut it like that? This is going.